Hello and welcome to a special episode of Out of the Time that Luke and Dave have asked us to record. I'm Megan Whelan and I am um, a beer enthusiast, that's what I'm going to say. Um, and I'm going to ask uh, my panel of people to introduce themselves, starting with you, Luke. Hey, um, I'm Lou Bardacki. I'm um, a also a beer enthusiast. I'm also a brewer here in Wellington in a wee small brewery called Wild and Woolly Brewing. Um, which has been running for about two years. Um, yeah, I enjoy drinking beer. I like talking about beer, which makes me, I suppose, an ideal candidate to be part of this panel. That sounded like an interview. It's <laughs> a good. job interview. Yeah. But, yeah. And what was your favorite beer? Oh, yeah. I asked you this one. Oh, favorite. yeah. Um, uh, real tough choice. Two of them that jumped out at me um, are two, uh, two real crazy funky ones. Uh, the two eight-wired mixed fermentation sour beers that are on there, um, Gypsy Funk and Wild Fajoa. There, there are lots of beers I love in there, but those two sort of jump out at me as real cool, exciting things that I'm pleased to see on there. Snap on the Wild Fajoa. Um, I'm Steph Coots and I was once introduced as a well-known beer drinker about town and I quite like that little catchphrase, have been drinking beer in Wellington since 2004 and have to declare a conflict of interest because I actually have worked with the team from the local tap house and Gab's at Gab's Festival in the past and I have to say if nothing else, admire their unwavering and unceasing commitment to getting beer out there in a variety of different ways for a variety of different events. Um, snap on the Wild Fajoa, amazing beer, and in fact in my travels overseas, took a six, six bottles over to the US to give away. Also really love the Reap Petite. It was a deserving gold medal winner at the New Zealand Beer Awards. Trophy even. Yeah. Yeah, trophy winner. Yeah. I'm Dylan Yelslin and I am the manager of Golding's Free Dive, a very small little bar in Wellington. I'm also uh, the author of The Bottleneck, which is a beer blog. Um, not a well-known one, but I have a following. An excellent one. <laughs> An excellent one. Oh. My favourite one. Oh no, I'm going to be in so much trouble with other people. I didn't say that. You could edit that out. In my past life, I was a, I was a sound tech uh, in the film industry, and uh, you can definitely cut that. That oh, would I be can, too hard. It was, it was easy to cut, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, and I am a uh, trainee cider judge. Putting that out there. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> there wasn't ciders on this list, was there? It's no. just beer. No, it would be a, you'd, you'd struggle to come up with a, a hot 100 ciders in this country. I think yeah. we make 100 good ones. Mm. I reckon, I reckon if you put ciders in, there are maybe a couple of ciders that would have found their way into the list. Well, here's a question, though. Do we make 100 good beers? Is every beer on that list a good beer? We um, Answer to the first question, yes. Answer to the first question, I haven't looked at it quite closely enough. Probably. I don't Define want... good beer. <laughs> that yeah. would be my well yeah. yeah. Well made, not... not to everyone's taste, but is every beer on there a, good, a well-made beer? Uh, that's a batch-by-batch batch question, almost. Indeed, um, good point. Uh, I, I, just looking at my initial impression is it's all killer, no filler. Um, but I have definitely had some of these that did not taste amazing in the past. On the day. Yeah, and, and you've got to allow that with beer. It's a delicate product. But I would also say of that list of 100, there's probably only a few a smallish percentage where you'd be genuinely worried about batch variation. Yeah, yeah. When you look at um, the breweries that the beer yeah. is coming out of, particularly when you consider that steam features. Permanently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's rare. Wait, we should explain that for um, the Australian audience. Yeah. yeah, so steam brewing is a big contract brewing, or gypsy brewing as Australians would call it, facility in Auckland that brews a number of beers that have appeared on the list, including the Epic, the Behemoth, oh no, retract that, that's now eight word, and um, Batch Brewing at minimum, and certainly a number of the others, and yet Behemoth being brewed at eight wide, yeah. both featuring They're on in there the too, list. Yeah. And, that mo yeah. um, and, and those, those relationships are all long-standing relationships. Mm. When you're drinking an epic beer, you know you're drinking a steam beer, and that's been the case for many, many years. Yeah, well, yeah. almost forever, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know that. 
But your average punter doesn't know that. Depends on what address they put on their name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but that, just one of the questions I was going to ask is, like, we um, sat at the pub as the list was coming up bit by bit on Monday, and I think between the sort of ten of us that were there, we picked the top five. We picked, I think we were slightly wrong on the order. I think we had Hop Zombie and Pernicious Weed the other way around, but we picked the top five. So is it that we're tremendous beer nerds who know everything, or is it just that predictable? Both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think any, anyone who pays, um, who pays much attention to the industry ha- did have a pretty good idea what sells well, what gets a lot of hype, what's, um, what's popular. Um, yeah, it, it, none of those were a great shock to me. I, I didn't get the top five. There was one that, one that I missed out on, but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't think it's a great shock to anyone. You don't have, you don't have to be a tremendous beer nerd. You just have to pay a bit of attention to the beer industry, at least for the top five. Also, we were watching them all come through. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. We were watching, we were watching them come through. So it was like there had already been 80 beers that we knew to rule out from uh, being in the top uh, five. So that was maybe a little cheating. But Dylan, you picked it pretty well. Um, You got the spot on, didn't you? No, not quite. Um, The biggest uh, thing I got wrong was the placing of Armageddon and Hop Zombie. So that's it. That's what I had wrong as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's my personal preferences kicking in there. I prefer the drier IPAs that you can drink a little more more steadily and a little more easily. Um, the, the Hop Zombie, great beer. Uh, um, I believe it's (coughs) it's from Kelly Ryan's time at Epic. It was when that beer came out, uh, which is interesting. Um, there are none of his beers on there. Yes, there is God's own beer. Oh, there is God's own beer. God's own beer, yeah. Um, I find the Hop Zombie sweet, is is what I was going to say. It's lovely, but it's it's quite cloying after a while. Hippie Belena was a surprise. That yeah, being that high, I'm not surprised it's on there somewhere. But being that high in the list, it was. Especially given that the cucumber one didn't even make the list. And that's the travesty. <sighs> cucumber is divisive. Yeah. I completely disagree. Cucumber I'm... with gin oh. and a dash of fresh lime. Delicious. And mint. Mint. I just utterly disagree. But Beer cocktails. <laughs> I said on the radio two weeks ago that, um, quote, everyone is drinking sour beers. And uh, looking at that list and having wandered around a couple of beer stores, stores in the last couple of days, I'm completely wrong. It's just us nerds who is everyone yeah. drinking sour beers. That's all IPAs and AP- and, um, and pale ales. And um, imperial and, stouts. Well, stouts. Uh, st- and, and stouts that are flavored with things like chocolate and coffee. Um, they, yeah, yeah, they feature um, fairly prominently in the list. Yes, but there there is not really any such thing as a nice four and a half percent dry stout on the list. I don't think. Uh, the great justice is on here, I believe. It is. It is a flavored with things. But, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basic beer is roughly a dry stout, though. Yeah. 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 Um, I and think... it, it is a fabulous beer. I was just sort of saying there's there's no regular old simple. Nice to drink dry stout, or indeed no. Um, there, are, I mean, yes, the hoppy pale ales make it in there, but there is something of a paucity of, um, of yeah, that's a nice beer to drink. I can sit and drink five or six pints of that. There's, there's certainly, and I mean, I suppose some of this is just people in New Zealand don't make ordinary bitter, but there's not much in the way of you know simple stout, ordinary bitter, um, and. Mm-hmm. It, we don't make a lot of those, though. I yeah. don't think that... Brown the, ale? Is there a single brown ale? In I highly um, doubt it. Phil yeah. Cook, where are you? Yeah. I don't think that those beers are the taste of our dominant population base hmm. and what would have been our dominant voting. Yeah. I assume would have been the dominant yeah. voting base. So. Not, and not to mention they, are, they aren't the sort of beer... They're the sort of beers you can sit and love and enjoy three or four pints of, but they aren't... Sadly, the sorts of beers you get excited about, excited enough to to get online and vote for. Well, what, they, how do you think people did get online and vote? Because that was an interesting <laughs> question for me, which comes back to the Australian Hottest 100, which is you know linked to the Triple J Hottest 100, which when I grew up in Australia was something that I used to videotape every year and you know watch pretty much from well, all night really and it's then linked to Australia Day which is very different to 
Waitangi in New Zealand. So how did they get people to vote? Well, and who yeah. voted? Really interested in those things. Yeah, I I'd be really interested to see, and I did ask uh, the games people, um, but didn't hear back from them. That may have just been that I sent an email quite late. We are having some of the beers just so that you can understand the noise, <laughs> the noise that's in the background. Um, uh, um, but I'd be really interested to see the geographic breakdown mm. of yeah. beers because so Auckland and Wellington dominated. Um, yeah. I think but it's fair to say Auckland and Wellington dominated. Do dominate. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah. Both production right. and consumption. Uh, Sorry, they're, they're, Nelson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to be, be shaking their fists at us just for daring to suggest that Nelson isn't the number one place in New Zealand to make and drink beer. And sorry, I mean, make sorry, make, make they, they, they do reasonably well drink. Um, yeah. These it's, days, everyone's doing reasonably well. I suppose that's I true. I think you want to see the great, the great South Island fight pit Nelson and Christchurch against each other. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The, the Wellingtonians will, will just sit back and enjoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Auckland will just ignore everything that's happening. <laughs> Outside of Auckland. Yeah. Sorry, uh, um, we can edit that out too. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I don't mind us talking all. Um, I, I, to be, I mean, I, on the list, Dylan, since you've got it in front of you, and I'm going to make you just go through and count how many Nelson versus Christchurch beers are there. I'm going to need some time. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> okay. While you while you do that, we'll come. Can I get a, a scribble stick? Well, uh, I do believe that there were two Christchurch beers. One being Ava's. Um, Beer Baroness. Beer Baroness. Uh, was, APA. Uh, no, it wasn't the APA. It was the uh, Lady Danger. Lady Danger. Which I'm very. Really wasn't Madame Lady Brown. Brown. That was no. a brown ale. Yeah. Not a chance. I'm uh, very happy to see that beer on there. I, I there have so much love for that. Was Harrington's Rogue Hop. So the one thing that it made me realise was Harrington's has a massive following in Christchurch. And my suspicion is if you were a Christchurch voter, it would probably be one of your go-to beers or always have in the fridge beer or sort of Mm. first pint on a Friday beer before you move on to bigger and heavier things in the same way that a Panhead might have been or a Tuatara Mm. in days gone by before we had that diversity of, of New Zealand Pilsner in Wellington. Hmm. I can't recall if there were any Nelson breweries in there. If there were any, it was going to be Hop Federation. Yes. yes. I am not sure if it got a mention. And as I understand it, Martin Townsend didn't register his beers to be voted for. So, you know, there's a point to be made about that as mm. well. He's had a pretty hard year, Martin. So. But on the up this year, um, I think. Exactly. I mean, that, that for me is another interesting thing when you look at the dominance of sort of big brand established brand all the smaller brands who took the time to register that don't have the same marketing budget Mm. and actually don't have the same production of beer who get a mention actually Mm. i think should be Mm. congratulating themselves yeah. more than the Cause, big Because there's two things about that. There's the, big the There's the, the fact that um, uh, the earlier you register, the more chance people have to vote for you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So mm-hmm. so they have they leave the registration open for a bit of time, which on a democratic level slightly concerns me. You need to mm-hmm. let everyone register and then have the vote. You have worked with breweries before though haven't you <laughs> you make an yeah. excellent point <laughs> like if you don't um, actually say the polls are open good point many of them will drag their ass because liberty who's there didn't they say they weren't going to enter we all thought they weren't entering I and then they... to enter to fill in the entry form <laughs> for them it's their good beers, have been, their the beers have been tasting so good yeah lately. yeah it's a good thing that they did they really deserve what they got and that is actually you mentioned liberty I'm a hopeless nerd, and one of the things I did was cross-reference this list against the untapped top 50 for New Zealand and the rate beer, if you even remember what that is, uh, top 50 for... I love reading the descriptions on rate beer. Uh, yeah, rate beer, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I cross-referenced the 50s, and Liberty Citra was one of my picks for the top five. Comes in number 12 um, on the Gabs 100. But if you flip over to 
uh, flipping over literally to the untapped list, it's number one, and it's number two oh. on the rate beer list. Is that a rating or a number of ratings? That's rating. Okay. But it's pretty high because it's been up there for quite a yeah. few years yeah. now. Um, and that just, the only thing I can attribute that to, because you've got things like Pernicious Weed and Hop Zombie up there, and I would say that Citra is easily the equal of any of those. Mm. Um, and I can really only attribute that to just a smaller voting window for that beer. Yeah, that's true. Because they did enter it late. But also, Citra may have existed longer. And was less something to get excited about. And so that, guess, um, yeah. Is that where you were going with that? Well, I have a... Um, I'm a nerd too. I've got my BSLA spreadsheet. And, <laughs> and I've got one of the first ever bottles of... Citra in my <laughs> cellar. Way past its prime I know, now. I know, I know. It's an experiment. 2012? Um, I'm not sure if I've got the date. I'm, I shall try and look it uh, up. Like, Joe, yeah, 2012. Joe constantly chides me for having it and tells me it will be terrible. But it's an experiment. <laughs> because it's reasonable ABV. It had a shit ton of hops in it. Mm -hmm. And... Just interested to see how it goes. Yeah, and now and now and then, the the odd imperial IPA turns into a nice, nice old American barley wine if yeah. you leave it lying exactly. around long enough. Not 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 all that often, but it does happen. I had a, a three or four year old grapefruit sculpt a little while ago, um, and it was amazing. And actually, back then, it was probably made with real grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, I mean, I figure there's no harm in experimenting yeah. with these things, right? So, Definitely not. Um, my contention would be, going back to what we're saying though, uh, that Hop Zombie is only maybe a year younger than first Citra. Mm. Pernicious Weed yeah. was one of Garage's first three beers, yep. uh, so yeah, that would be 2013. Does it say on the bottle? What a difference it makes. No. Especially those years in New Zealand, those th those three years is a big um, mm. is a big window. I do wonder though, to your earlier point, Steph what people are choosing when they are voting. Are they choosing the very best beer that they think they've ever had? Or are they choosing uh, the beer they want to have in the fridge to drink? The beer the they the were day? the beer they were most excited about in the last yeah. month. Or um, exactly the beer that was the easiest to find in the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one they could remember the name of. Like I mean, you know, Pernicious Wheat is a you know, is a rememberable name. A rememberable name. I'm good in English. Um so yeah, I, I do wonder about that because you know, all of those beers in the top five are interesting and great, but I don't get particularly excited about any of them. That'd be all beers I'd happily have in the fridge. Although I suppose, once again, we we are all Bye. sort of beer nerdy people who have been drinking those beers for some, um, for some time yeah. now, um, for several years. Yes. Um, and as the, as the, um, as the sort of good beer drinking community, or, you know, market grows in New Zealand, there are probably more and more people trying, um, trying Liberty Citra and, um, Pernicious Weed and, um, and even, um, Supercharger for the first time <laughs> and, um, and saying, wow, that's amazing. So, um, there, 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 yeah. there may be some element of excitement in that because, um, it's not all um, not all hardened jaded jaded beer nerds who are voting. I, I assume. Because <laughs> mm. if you voted, how did you choose what you voted for? The brewery you liked most. Um, one thing I want to say is remember when we used to get super excited about super hoppy beers. Yes. I remember when I Absolutely. used to like go crazy yep. over the hoppiest beer that could be found mm. in the development of my beer geekery. So that happens to people all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So I voted for personal interest's sake and I reflected upon the beers over the past 12 months that I had thought I really enjoyed. So that's that was my decision making. Mm. And the people that I thought, well, the beers that I thought, these are fucking fantastic and I would like to give them a vote and so their wild bajoa was one so I bought 12 of them six to take overseas and six to drink and every single one that I have drunk I've just thought it's outrageously good yeah super delicious 
and really, really enjoy the Reit Petite. It was one of my favourite beers of last year. And I voted for Liberty Sauvignon Bomb because every single, well, every single Liberty beer I've had over the past three months, I've just... Cracker. Oh, mm. yep. so good. So good that there's a guy that I work with that comments, you always say that stuff. Oh, same old, same old. You said that last time. So at the moment, to me, I don't know what Joe's done or if it's just because they're more available in Wellington now that he's increased capacity a little bit but jeepers they're tasting delicious and to be frank I can't remember the other beers that I voted for if I stopped at three <laughs> yeah. maybe I stopped there you didn't enter your beers Lou yeah yeah um, is there any particular reason well part of part of it was um what Steph pointed to um before brewers are um lazy and not particularly timely it's people. not lazy. You're not yeah. at all lazy. Yeah. Slightly disorganized. Okay, D- disorganized and not particularly timely. There was a bit of that. Um, and there was, um, there was, to be honest, the, the idea that um, a, a 300, a three and a half hectolitre um, brewery that really doesn't distribute outside of central Wellington um, is probably not going to make make it onto the list one way or the other, um, and and that does that. I I was looking at looking at the list earlier today again, and that does seem to be borne out. Um, if with a, f- a very small number of exceptions, um, if you aren't a big brand with national distribution, you're not on the list. And a marketing budget. And and a marketing budget. Yep. Yeah. Um, with the exception of a couple. Yeah, and I, I suppose there may be some element of self-fulfilling prophecy in that. If you if you figure you're not going to make it, and thus you don't enter, you're not going to make it. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, but I think there's there's probably uh, there's almost certainly some truth to that. There's um, God knows how many breweries in New Zealand these days, hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty, something something on uh, on that order. And um, I'm sure someone's counted up the number of different breweries in the um, in the list, and if it's much more than twenty, I would be um, surprised. Um, that was on ale of a time. It was. Uh, oh, crafty pint. Crafty pint. Crafty yeah. pint. Um, so one question: heard. Has anyone heard of Mash Palace? Yes. yes. <laughs> they 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 were then the, the, that edit, was. Can you edit that bit of my Christchurch. Auckland. Auckland. Yeah. Uh, this is Mesh Palace is a really interesting one. Um, it's a great name. It it's is a great New Zealand name. Yes. Um, so most people, including myself, hadn't heard of them. I realised I had they'd come up once upon a time somewhere in, in the, the the beer that made it um, to the, of theirs, uranium breath. I have tried before. Is it good? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I looked them up. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's familiar because it's a quote by the Prime Minister. I did not know that. Uh, former yeah, Prime Minister. Former, yeah, for, no, yeah, former Prime Minister, David Longing. Yeah. It is David Longing, right? Yes. Who uh, said, I can smell the, practically smell the uranium on your breath. There you go. Anyway, you, I interrupted you. Um, You've had it. Yes, although I can't remember where we were going with that. Yeah, it was, um, it was a big, hoppy beer. It was... Um, it's, is it not surprising that it makes yeah. it onto this sort of list? Not from that um, point of view, but there are tons of big hoppy beers that I that think aren't like, on the list. like Superconductor from 8 Wide that aren't yeah. there. So um, I suppose in that, in that respect, it is a bit of a surprise that yeah, it's there. I suspect just looking at that beer in particular, they either are very good at... Sorry, let me Getting the vote out on... Po- well, on I was getting say, the vote out on polling day. I was going to say... <laughs> They're either just looking at that on the list, making God's own tears and and you know selling selling that in a bottle, or they are like you said, getting the votes out on the day. Um, right. They yeah. mobilised a, a good force of voters in their favour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to answer yeah. your question, there are twenty seven beers on the list. Thank you. Twenty seven breweries. Breweries. Okay. Sorry, no, um, that's not much more than twenty. <laughs> but having said this. That so garage project obviously the easy clear winner with nineteen yeah um which is stonkingly good and well done them um eight wide with ten behemoth with behemoth with eight epic with eight tour with seven good george with six liberty with six panhead with six 
Parrotburg with four, Emerson's with four, Moa, Moa with three, and Batch Brewing with three. And yeah, so they're and dominated they're, by, they're by big brands, big brands with marketing budgets and and good national distribution in all the supermarkets. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I mean I suppose shouldn't be a, I, uh, that that isn't a small brewer trying to sound grumpy and bitter <laughs> at, all, at all. I mean it's not surprising that that those sorts of things. Yeah. The people the things people are aware of are the things that they vote for. Yeah, and yeah. it is what it is. And I think yeah. when I was reflecting upon this, like it's it's almost like a brand popularity contest or yes. a marketing success contest mm. because the best beer in New Zealand is the beer that you enjoy mm, you know, right. that you're having in front of you in the right circumstances with the right bunch mm. of people or alone indeed if that's your thing so and and i've often said the best beers in new zealand and as as um as the number of commercial breweries has gone up and quality is, keeps getting better and better it may be less true but best beers in new zealand are, are very likely made by home brewers <laughs> they're not they're yes. not the things not the things that are topping the list here yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you had a, a, a gummy bear, I can never remember the name of it. Gummy Silver bear Cat white. Angry Gummy Bear White Stout. Maybe Dylan could have could have pulled off a spot, a spot in the list for that one. I'm not a home brewer. Not, <laughs> not really. Yeah. To explain to that for the Australian listeners who are not Wellington beer nerds, Dylan and his uh, delightful blog, The Bottle Neck, invented a beer. Uh, to suggest that you should, there are so people to rail against people saying these are the beers you should try in your lifetime. So he invented a beer which Lou then brewed. Um, it was the beer that could never exist until it did, and then yeah. we kind of conspired to get it many five star ratings on Untapped. That's right, we did that. Uh, which, funny enough, it still to this day is getting high ratings on Untapped by. Some very strange people who apparently search out highly rated beers yeah. and then claim that they've had them. <laughs> no, the, la the last keg of it, there was not a keg of it outside of Wellington. There were only two. Last keg of it was drunk, um, approaching two years ago. Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was approaching two years ago, and still now and then, um, someone in Mexico City um, claims to have to have tried that and really enjoyed it the funny thing is there's good there's tasting notes like bit weird not really my thing but it's good <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was a bit weird yeah. but quite good yeah. it never actually got enough ratings on untapped to get an official place on the new zealand top Damn. 50 but it was running for a why long stop? time why stop trying <laughs> because you can only untap you can only untap things once oh, yeah, yeah, you can true. review it many times although hey Aussie listeners <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if you, you want to have some fun with untapped and New Zealand <laughs> yeah. yeah it was running just behind Hob Zombie for third yeah. place last I checked <laughs> yeah that's amazing um, but I mean that does kind of highlight and I mean the untapped thing this, the idea of <sighs> I don't know, do people claim to have drunk, not claim to have drunk a beer that they haven't drunk in that way, but do is people... there a degree to which the top three, Supercharger, Hop Zombie and Pernicious Weed, are in some way fashionable? Or those breweries are in some way fashionable? Mm. Panhead's Supercharger is super bloody fashionable. Yeah. I mean, I think that's evident by the fact that it wins popularity votes mm. all mm. the time so it won the sober best beer two years in a row and I know from my experience doing beer tastings how different over the years the response to what beers do you usually drink or you know what's your favorite beer the 50% at the moment of people would say supercharger you know it used to be far more diverse and actually far more mundane types of beer, um, you know, tui or export, or sometimes you'd get a tuatara of pilsner, or sometimes you'd get an eight wide, and you'd go, woohoo! These days, 50% of people will say supercharger. And we go into workplaces, and the private organisations that have beer fridges, without fail, they will have a supercharger. They almost always have a garage project mm. beer in there as well around Wellington. Do you, do you reckon that's um, that is sort of seasoned, if you like, um, craft beer drinkers? 
um, as, pe- as, pe- as, pe- as people have talked about, um, the mar- people stopping so much with experimentation and picking a favorite, sticking with it. Do you reckon it's that, or do you reckon it is all these people discovering craft beer for the first time, and that's what's available and good, and so that's what they love? I think I'd like to wade in on that one. <laughs> as, as a person who spends all day, every day, selling beer to directly to the public... Uh, it is, I would say, largely uh, new drinkers coming the latter, in. Yeah. Uh, the latter, yeah. Um, plenty of beer nerds and, and uh, our friends and all that sort of thing like Supercharger. Um, they're more likely to be critical of it in some regards. Uh, but by and large... Familiarity, contempt and so on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and also there's been a little bit of not, variance. Not contempt. Not say. contempt precisely. Yeah. When, familiarity, license to criticise. Yeah. More likely yeah. than the average person to be able to pick batch variation. Yep, mm. and there's been a lot of batch variation for various reasons at, at Panhead over the years. Something which hopefully Lion can sort out just by buying them bigger equipment to make more bloody supercharger. <laughs> and um, but I did, better access to hot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big one yeah. as well. Um, I did once have a customer come up and say, I don't really like craft beer. I'm not into hops. Do you have Supercharger? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pull you up on that one. Supercharger is a hoppy beer. Yeah. So I think you do. Try this. You might like it. And did they? From memory, yes. Because there is also the thing that, that we beer nerds, maybe you know if the food are going into people's office and the reason they have supercharger in the fridge might be that there's one craft beer person and i do inverted commas with my fingers when i say that that fills the fridge but they fill the fridge with something they know people will drink and i think it is a wellingtonian thing i mean wellingtonians have always been happy to embrace things that are a little bit new and a little bit different and therefore a little bit cool. Mm. Like even the non-hipsters are sort of hipster in Wellington <laughs> in that regard, I would say. But the other thing to be said about Supercharger is variation aside, it's a pretty solid beer. Mm, and it's sure, a hoppy yeah. beer, but yep. it's balanced as well. So you're not getting something that is intensely green bitter you're getting a balanced hoppy beer it's got some malt sweetness so it's not as confronting as possibly some simpler pale ales Mm. and so i can see why people enjoy it because it's not going to overwhelm them so a lot of people that i know that sort of waver between craft or otherwise often reflect that i just need something that I can drink a couple of without smashing my palate or without yeah. challenging my taste buds or without freaking me out every time I sip it. Mm-hmm. And Supercharger wouldn't you know, freak you out mm. or too much challenge your taste buds and you can drink a six-pack of it. I suppose that gives light to some degree my, my earlier comment about easy drinking beers. But even Supercharger, even, even the easiest drinking beers on the list aren't aren't a nice bitter or <laughs> yeah. I, I keep going on about bitter easy, but yeah. easy drinking supercharger is quite different to easy drinking english bitter yeah. yes yeah. yeah it's it's a yeah yeah plus it's it's the orange one like we know people who literally will ask for the orange one golden so yeah. oh yeah we put it on the menu as panhead the orange one and people knew what it was. Uh, yeah. I think maybe one or two people were like, is, is that a new Panhead beer? I'm like, no, it's Supercharger. And they go, oh. Oh, yeah. oh the orange one. <laughs> and what else did you do? We, for January, as a, as a menu special item, created the orange combo, which was... <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> well, I'm still a... disappointed I didn't, I didn't have one. I, I, yeah. yeah, it was a, a 350ml can of Supercharger, a 350ml can of Fanta. Orange Fanta, of course. There is no other kind. Uh, 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 travel. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no other kind, Lou. Yeah. That's like um, there's only five Star Wars movies, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and a uh, jug of extruded corn snacks. So twisties or rations or cheeses. Oh, and for our Australian listeners, twisties in New Zealand are not twisties. Just putting that out there. And are rations and cheeses available in Australia? Are they... 
Cheezels, yes. Rations, I don't know. Here we go. But twisties are not twisties. And for our British listeners, cheesy watsits. <laughs> there like we go. Uh, Americans? Mm-hmm. Um, You're not American. I don't know why I love <laughs> 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 yeah, North Americans. Cheetos. Cheetos, Cheetos. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've been talking about Panhead and we, with a sidetrack down the extruded corn snake aisle. Um, it's quite an that, important that, that, thing that, if you um, actually care. There is a supermarket in Wellington that does have literally, a, and it's one of the signs says extruded corn snakes. Really? It's, yeah, uh, Kilburnie Packenstack. Yeah. Um, That's sort brilliant. of cool. Yeah. Um, you were just mentioning Panhead and before that I, uh, there was something that sparked my mind, sparked my mind about... Um, about major about beers um, produced by breweries owned by large major that international was exactly breweries. where I was going to go good great lines and so on um, yeah I, I was looking at the Aussie list before I came before I came here and um, it struck me uh, and forgive forgive me Australian listeners I have relatively limited experience with Aussie beers uh, but it struck me that there were quite a few on there. Um, the likes of James Squire and um, and Fat Yak um, and oh, the old Matilda Matilda Bay yeah Matilda Bay yeah, um, yeah. Um, that are um, that are large large brewery owned products um, and there are some of those um, when the, it was right as the, as the votes were were coming in that um, that the Panhead and um, and I think after the votes came in that the Tuatara sale happened. So I think mm. really the only one that was very clearly owned by a large brewery um, was Emerson's when the vo- voting was going on. But nonetheless, um, all the um, all the beers there that are owned by large breweries are um, seem to be ones that the big breweries haven't mucked with. Um, they make the same or better and at least as interesting beers as when the big breweries bought them. My experience, and again, forgive me Aussie listeners, but my experience with the big Aussie brand beers is they're really not that inspiring or exciting. And I didn't really see anything like that on the, um, on the New Zealand list. There's no Monteiths, there's no Max, um, there's no Boundary Road, there's none of that craft wash, faux craft, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know what's interesting about that? Pretty sure that Pete Gillespie from Garage Project used to work at James Squire, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that Chloe from Garage Project yeah. used... Well, not Chloe, Cassie. I yeah. apologise, Chloe. Um, Cassie from Garage Project used to work at Matilda Bay. And, the, of, of course, that is no slight to the, uh, to the, to the brewers <laughs> of those just, beers, just making that stuff day in, day out, um, hard work and, and doing it consistently means you're an awesome brewer. It was, it was just something that I was interested to note. Yeah, well, as an uh, Aussie, I was going to say former Australian, <laughs> but actually... <laughs> you, you haven't turned up your passport? <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, as someone who lived in Australia through James, Squire, and Matilda Bay being, you know, small yep. craft breweries, I don't care what anyone says, they've changed. So Matilda Bay um, Brewery was one of the first, the Pilsner, the first sort of craft, non-mainstream beers that I ever drank and noticed was different and would save money to have a pint of yep. because it was still outrageously expensive even 20 years ago. <laughs> and that changed. And, I, and that's, I think, kind of what I was getting at. While there are beers on the New Zealand list that are owned by major international conglomerates, um, they tend to be the ones that haven't changed, that are, that are still their ordinary old selves. The, um, the Kiwi brewers that have been bought up and have lost quality, have lost interestingness, um, or have just been invented out of whole cloth to sound cool, um, they don't seem to have made the list. Yeah, having, having, having said that, we've only, what, had a few years of yeah, Emerson. That is true. That's we've what I was going to say. We've had virtually no time of Panhead, and we've had zero time, time of, of Tuatara. Fair enough, that's true, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Bear witness yeah. to change. Yeah. 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 Are there any surprises on the list? 
quite a few. Um, should we start with the top ten? Yeah. Hippie Berliner. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I no one saw expected that expected it to be on the list. Did not expect it to be in the top ten. Expected it to be eighty or ninety something. Yeah. Even that said, it's still vaguely surprising mm. that it made it on the list mm. at all. Yeah. But um, are they and not again, for, that for in six packs now. Yes, yeah. they very proudly yeah. announced the yeah. New Zealand's first six pack sour beer. Yeah, it's a cracking good time, Hippie yeah. Berliner. I, yeah, I really like it. It's um, what did they describe it as on there? Because some of the um... Berliner Weiss. Okay. It doesn't taste anything like a traditional Berliner Weiss, no. but it's and it's too yeah. strong and um, yeah. yeah. But it's still pretty great. Yeah. Lou makes Berliner Weisses. Uh, again, nothing like traditional <laughs> Berliner Weisses. So who am I to talk? <laughs> um, okay, keep going down the list that you've got up there in front of me, and you want to talk about, and we can talk about surprises. I was really surprised by number ten. Party and bullshit, American IPA. Hasn't been out very long. Yeah, the, the, and has been a very divisive beer. The thing is, it the only people it divides are people who are. Uh, sticklers about clarity or whether or not Vermont IPA or East Coast IPA is a thing. Everyone else who's tried it says that is absolutely awesome. Um, I know the first keg at Malthouse, which sparked initial controversy, I'm putting that up in little air quotes, that was apparently some sort of super Merc monster. Um, and subsequent, <laughs> yeah, that was a milkshake, whereas subsequent batches and kegs had been. I don't want to use the word clearer, but, you know... Have had more clarity. They have been merely hefeweizen and cloudy. Yeah, they, 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 you didn't need a spoon for them. Um, and yeah, they well, that was my amazing. issue with that first keg, and, and I have, will admit to not having had it again, but um, it wasn't so much the... I mean, I don't really care about clarity particularly, but um, it was more the, I hate this phrase, but mouthfeel, like it felt like I needed to eat it with a spoon. Like, mm. It just felt like there was this coating on Chew the inside it. of my mouth of like weird beer fug. Um, and that wasn't a fun fug. time. Fug. Great word. Yeah, and that wasn't a fun time. Yeah, um, that and... And it kind of uh, ruined anything else I drank for the rest of the night. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, that mouthfeel issue and also um, vegetative qualities of... Vegetative Vegetal. qualities. Vegetal yeah, qualities. Yeah. Vegetative is when you go into a coma and don't yeah. wake up. Um, Vegetable qualities of hops is the other issue with those super cloudy IPAs because there's just so much actual hop matter in the in the beer that it start you can start tasting the plantiness of it, yeah. uh, which party and bullshit, contemporary party and bullshit does not have. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. All right, I'll give it another go. Drink it. This is the thing. This is the thing with all those sort of Vermont air quotes for the people who are concerned about that term. Uh, Vermont IPAs have like the original one. One of the originals, Hedy Topper, says drink out of the can, and the reason is because it's so fugly. You they don't want you to see it. <laughs> okay, good night. Um, all right, carry on down the list. Further surprises. Um, Triple chocolate milk stout. Not really that surprising. Um, when when we talk about uh, breweries able to really marshal good social media followings, or well, that's what I'd say anyway. Um, Behemoth would definitely come up that list. I think uh, Behemoth has a really good knack for enthusing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also anything that's triple chocolate bit. sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was commentary about that on the crafty pint, yeah. just saying that the those sweet beers. Yeah. They they're and, always um, up the there. Imperial Ned super aphrodisiacs yeah. on there, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Um, they win the Gab's People's Choice. Like, um, mm. who's the fellow from Queensland? I can't remember his name. Um, White chocolate pilsner and. It's not Doctor's Orders, is it? No. No. New South Wales gypsy guy. Oh, it'll come to me. People, people in Aussie will know who I'm talking about. The Queens, the Queensland fellow that makes lots of yeah weird and sweet flavoursome beers. They're they're always popular at Gabs. The praline from La Serena. Yeah. Yeah. Enormously popular. That um that peanut butter brittle goza. Even even mm. though it's not a stout, it's still yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty sure that's the same guy. That's kind of every beer trend in a glass, really, isn't it? Every current. Mm. Um, salted I, caramel goza. That's what yeah, you know. salted caramel. Oh, someone's made that. Surely to goodness. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, all right. Carry on down the list. Bacchus. 
That's his. Oh, that's oh, who yeah. they are. Beckett's and you're right. It, it was them who did the peanut yeah. brittle. Yeah. Peanut brittle goes up. I'm mildly surprised to see Beer Beer from Garage Project on there, which I'm very happy to see Beer Beer from Garage Project on there. So for Australian people who don't know what this is, we have a cannabis in front of it. It is literally... I'm actually, we should have started with that, actually. Yeah, it's a, it is um, literally a white can, and it says beer in a very typewriter font. Typewriter font. Um, and it's like a 4.5%. 4.8% uh, single malt, single hop. Both of them Czech varieties. Oh, so I'm a bit of a cheerleader for this beer, so mm. I'm just going to wax lyrical for a moment. Um... Uh, Czech Pilsner malt, SARS hops, and Czech yeast is the entire ingredients list. I might just suggest that we're insulting our Australian listeners by thinking they won't know what garage well, beer is. But there's not, a lot, really of, there's not a lot of garage yeah. in yeah. over there. Yeah. There's quite a lot. Well, ap- apologies if that's okay, the case. Okay, apologies. Um, um, I, it Australians, I would like to insult you for better reasons than that. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but yeah. Such as current politics. <laughs> um, <Okay. yeah. laughs> These sorts of things. <laughs> but you like this beer, and mm. you were pleased to see it on the list. Yeah, so New Zealand Pilsners frequently aren't lagers anymore. They're using ale yeasts, and the hop levels... I don't want to say they've become ridiculous because I do like them. Uh, things like oh, Garage Projects, Pills and Thrills, for mm-hmm. example. The hoppiness is, it's from a Pilsner point of view, a, a, from a traditionalist point of view, it's out of control. Yeah. And it's super fruity and so on. And you have this and it's just pleasantly dry, slightly bready, like green, herbal, slightly peppery European hops. I, I love it. I adore it. It's great to have this Oh, I talked over <laughs> your beautiful can opening. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Catch this one. <laughs> Interestingly, saw almost exactly the same branding on a beer at 10 Barrel when we were in Bend recently in the US. And I wonder who pinched whose branding. Mm. Uh, they mm. both, I think, if I, if I remember, like I said, it was in the film industry before, I think it comes from Demolition Man. That's where the original the thing comes slow from. The Sylvester movie. Yes. 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 I think there's a beer called Beer in that film. It was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. no yeah. No. I, I, I thought. I thought. I thought you were deriding it. No. Not at all. Yeah. Um, are there any? Is there any controversy on the list other than sort of surprises and nice things to see? Uh, oh, Steph. Stir up, con- Steph, stir up controversy. I'm, 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 the list. <laughs> I'm way too polite to mention controversial things. You may get me talking about them, but way too polite to bring them up. We'll see what you like after not. a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're pointing at something, Steph. I'm not sure what you're on about. Okay. Well, there's lots of controversy, but it depends on how deep you want to get into, <laughs> into New Zealand beer politics <laughs> yeah, and so exactly. on. But, yeah. Um, I would say that I was surprised to see Birkenhead because I am not sure that you're allowed to market the competition by way of overtly saying you'll pay for votes by you know giving people prizes for voting. But I'm pretty sure I saw some social media where Birkenhead were doing yep. yeah. Yeah. just such a thing. So That's that, not cricket. That's what I would say is controversial. <laughs> Uh, discussable controversial. Yeah. Did you see any other social media for other people? I didn't. I, I will admit to not. I mean, I you know avoid it. I saw plenty of people saying, "Hey, vote for our beers." Yeah. Just, yeah. just yeah. generally like picture of the logo and shove it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Go vote at this website. Here's a link. That sort of thing. Which I don't, I don't get nearly as much beer social media as the rest of you do. You, you have too many other interests, Megan. <laughs> I have no, literally, no other interests. <laughs> I will say the inclusion of Big Smoke from 8 Wide is controversial from a beer drinking point of view because generally smoked beers are hated by yeah. well, at, that, le- at least that's, half that's the more population. more going back to surprise rather than controversial. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, you and I collaborated two years ago now on a smoked beer, which yeah. was widely hated by many people. Except the, the, ju- the judges, um, uh, this was a um, Birvana media brew, which is not entirely dissimilar to the Gab's, um, to the Gab's festive brews. And the, the judges were, were um, I, think, I think it was fourth, didn't quite get into the prizes. Um, but yes, was it that the, high? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. But the, um, 
It may have been it may have been concept rather than than beer. I don't. I, I honestly don't recall. The judges liked it. The drinking public was um, was widely divided with a, a large contingent on the that disgusting side. <laughs> Always the way with smoked beers. Yeah. What about um? Oh, Dylan, you're looking at the list. Are there any other surprises or controversies or? Things that should have been there that aren't. Actually, one that surprised me a little was um, Moa St. Joseph's. Which Missing? is uh, No, I'm pretty sure it's in there. Moa has three beers. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. it is. It's number 59. There oh. we go. Um, which is a Bel- Belgian-style triple. And if I remember the list properly, is the only Belgian, other than the crazy mixed fermentation sour things, is the only Belgian yeast beer um, in there. Can I make a comment about that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, price point. You used to be able to buy 1.5 litre bottles of that for $20. Of a, a, a yeah, eight, eight and a bit, or is it even eight and a bit percent, and brilliantly made triple. Oh, delicious. Um, okay. yeah. yeah, so apologies to Dave Nichols. <laughs> Great beer. Yeah. And actually, before the whole Moa IPO, I bought and drank a lot of it. Yeah. And I was always pleased that it was yeah, I was just to be, uh, to be honest, I was just ple- I was just surprised and pleased to see a triple on that list. It it sticks out like a sore thumb mm. in amongst all the other um, sweet flavored stouts, hoppy things, and um, really cool sour stuff. Um, to see that in there was was great. Um, well, again, thanks to the Crafty Pint for this breakdown. But so, thirty-one IPAs, twenty-two parallels, eleven double IPAs, eleven stouts slash porters, and as you say, almost all sweet and flavored. Um, seven sours and ten lagers slash pilsners. Is that your point, Dylan? That we just don't really make traditional lagers slash pilsners, or that people not drink? And of those of those lagers slash pilsners, um, I reckon a, a large a large number of those would be New Zealand pilsners, um, which means um, big faceful of New Zealand hops, clean slightly bready malt, but really it's all about the hops. Usually brewed with an ale yeast at a cool fermentation temperature, um, so they they are not. They're barely lagers in the traditional sense. Um, I love them, great beers, but um, but yeah, say, saying barely lagers, they're not lagers. Well, yes, some <laughs> most of them aren't lagers in the traditional sense. Um, so yeah, I, I reckon of those, um, it, I'm not sure if there would be any that were traditional lagers. There's only a handful that spring to mind in yeah. the whole country. And, yeah, and, and tra- traditional in the. Forgetting about the, about what yeast you use, traditional in the sense of not a big face full of New Zealand hops. Tim mm. um, Pilski. Yes, well, that's not on. <laughs> it didn't. It, um, it, it, I'm talking it, countrywide. That's that's. I mean, for uber traditional, that's it. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Three, three, three boys pilsner is. I think. I think still made with a lager yeast. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And it's fairly traditional style wise. Yeah. But, um, um, three boys. I think another yeah. company that may not have. Put their beers out there for voting upon. That wouldn't surprise me. They've never been big on the social media or advertising front. Um, you mentioned before, Steph, the uh, fact that in Australia this list comes out on Australia Day and is tied to the Triple J Top 100. We have it on Waitangi Day, which is slightly... Well, is Australia Day divisive? It's just so different as to be incomparable. So where, where do you even begin? Waitangi is a day that acknowledges the signing of a treaty and creates debate over how that treaty has been, upheld. I suppose, upheld and implemented in New Zealand's history and is part celebration of biculturalism and increasing multiculturalism and part an opportunity for people to have their voices heard on issues around biculturalism and multiculturalism and what is a sort of really open and shared nationalist sort of way and I know that I mean 
not getting all of this right, but this is my perspective as a a migrant coming into the country. Whereas Australia Day is a celebration of Captain Cook's arrival, um, you know, white person's, white man's arrival into Australia and a declaration of terra nullis and basically a declaration that says one of the world's, you know, most ancient cultures of different sophistication was nothing so they're they're incomparable Mm. as a starting point in terms of the day that you have off um triple j had an interesting piece that was actually on national radio the other day about their thinking as to whether or not to disassociate the hottest 100 from Australia Day or how they might leverage it as an opportunity to create debate over basically sort of indigenous issues in Australia. So that was quite interesting. But it's had a cult following for mm. ever. I mean, I yeah, I was watching The Hottest 100 when I was 11 and yeah. 12. So the hottest 100 beer thing has had a hook to get into Mm. where they don't have that same hook here in New Zealand. And the nature of the days are quite different. Like Aussies, well, broad generalisations, apologies, Australian Mm. listeners, see it as an opportunity for having a few beers. Mm. And some people will have more than a few beers. So it is a drinking day Mm. for for a percentage of the population, and Waitangi is not so much a drinking day mm. in the same way. Supposedly, sales of Australia flags soar on Australia Day, and you just you know, you don't yeah. see those sort of similar parallels here. Mm. So I think it's a difficult, more difficult hook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I feel like it, it, Waitangi Day did feel like a strange day, and I understand why you would do that because there are vague similarities between Australia Day and Waitangi Day, but it did feel like a strange thing. Waitangi Day is not really a day about patriotism in the way that I think you want something like this to be. Yeah, when patriotism, it's sort of European nationalism, I would say, for Australia Day in Australia. I'm not sure any of us sitting around this table are hugely qualified to comment on the appropriateness because that was one of the questions is it appropriate um being as none of us are maori we have yeah. two we have two white new zealanders and two wh- <laughs> white foreign <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um uh which is pretty indicative of the local beer scene in some regards <laughs> yeah. um and, and that is at least half it's at least half expat brits and whatnot or immigrant brits yeah. and so on um and americans and all that and a few australians yeah and canadians my passport is Swiss eh? Um, there's a little bit of history there around the arrival of alcohol because before the arrival of Europeans there was no alcohol in New Zealand except for the Kereru Mm -hmm. Um, and Certainly, not uh, the very native birds, which would um, which would eat um, fermented berries and fly into trees. Yes, (laughs) these days windows, but it's the same thing. and I know that at least one New Zealand brewery has copped flack for using uh, Māori imagery. It's the controversial brewery. It is. It is using Māori imagery. Um, and one of the things cited was, hey, you know the damage alcohol has done to our community. So there is that. But again, I don't feel com- uh, qualified to really comment on that in a definitive manner. It's my birthday, so thanks for that, Gabs. That was good. Um, should they do it again? Why not? Yeah. Do we, and, and anything. we don't have too many listicles of things that we yeah. should all be going out and buying? Um, no, I, I, I actually honestly don't think we do. We have, um, off the top of my head, I can think of the, the New World one. Um, You're talking beer awards. Yeah. Beer yeah. lists, lists of things yeah. you should lists drink. lists of things you should drink. Um, there's the New World, New World one. Super there's market. the... Um, yeah, um, there's the Bagonza's Brewers Guild of New Zealand Awards, which is not really a list of no. things you should drink. It's um, that's an industry award. Yeah, it's an people industry. put like those the medals A-B-I-A. on there. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. put those medals A-I-B-A. on their beers, yeah. and like it means something, but from um, a certain point of view, it doesn't. But yeah, I, I think there are there are, there are a relatively small number of. There's um, the sober awards. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. 
That's um, which again, Pan, uh, Supercharger won twice yeah. in a row, two years of running. Yep. And Garage um, Project, I think, two years in a running have won favorite. That's brewery. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, yeah. So I, I actually, at least we're consistent. Yeah. There, there. I reckon there aren't a huge number of um, of of sort of lists discussions of what is best amongst um, New Zealand beer coming from consumers. There's, there actually isn't a huge amount of that going on. So, yeah, do it again, sure. Absolutely. If you place value on those sorts of things, then totally. Um, I, I, do, I do and I don't in, in equal measure for various reasons. Yes. Um, partly, it's like I look at those sorts of things and go, I can make my own bloody mind, can't I? Yeah. Well, I care what anyone else thinks. At the same time, it's like, well... It's fun, and it gets it gets people talking about good New Zealand yeah. beer. And also, um, you are somewhat uh, more ideally placed to make up your own mind than many many people. This is true. I think it comes back to sort of my disclaimer at the beginning that Tap House and Gabs people are just promoting beer. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole lot of other intents behind it, but it is the promotion of beer as an enjoyable product, as a diverse product, as something that is more meaningful than the, you know, the drunk driver in every ad or the negative stereotype that you see in every newspaper article. So for that reason alone, to sort of mainstream its credibility and its diversity, it is useful. Mm. Not that the list is very diverse. So. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it is there's a smoked it's beer on there. It's a start. Yeah. Well, true. If you think about the fair percentage of people voting for some type of pale ale, APA, IPA, if they were to sit and go through that list, they would come across a couple of sours and a smoked beer and a Belgian ale and some things that were different that might make them go, ooh. Maybe I'll walk down this path for a while. Right, there's a challenge, and in the next twelve months, drink all one hundred beers. Not, not, f- not for us. Oh yeah, some of the beers aren't. Some of the beers don't exist anymore. Okay. Um, which is one of the reasons why I always look at these lists. Like this sort of this annual list, I think has quite a bit of got a bit more value than some of the other lists. Uh, I remember years ago, some people came into Hashigo when I worked there uh, with a list printed out from a book, which was 1001 Beers You Must Try Before You Die. And they just were asking for things that I was like, I haven't seen that in two, three years. You know, this was mm. a book published in 2009 when half the breweries we were serving didn't exist. You just have to go, this book is pointless. Why would you ever read this book or mm. worry about it? That's sort of like the change to the Triple J Hottest 100. When I was young, <laughs> it used to be like the best songs of all time. And now That's it the is best song of the, the best, months. yeah, of yeah. the past 12 months. And it's probably because I'm old now, older, <laughs> that I don't think it's as good anymore. Well, we all believe in the diversity of good beer. Um, and so hopefully Luke and Dave from Ale of the Time will have us back. But that's probably enough from us. So thank you to Lou, Steph and Dylan. Um, go Should to we ex- let Dylan talk a bit more before we sign off? <laughs> I feel like the things I said were good things <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> okay, we've got more beers to drink and your listeners should go and drink some New Zealand beers thanks for having us bye bye, bye.